Good morning, everyone, and welcome to a Friday morning Erev Shabbos edition of JM in the AM, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Matis Weingast, and I'm sitting in for Nachum Siegel this morning. Hope you're doing well, getting ready for Shabbos. Thanks for joining us here on uh, JM in the AM on the Nachum Siegel Network. And uh, we're going to be presenting lots of music, as I always do when uh, I host JM in the AM and uh, JM Sunday, for that matter, uh, which will be in a couple of days. So I'll be back with you. I'm happy to be here. It's the 26th of June, 4th of Tammuz. And if you're studying Dafyomi Kuf Yud Beis in Shabbos 112. Great time to start if you haven't. Any time is a great time to start. Looks like a nice day in our area. 67 outside right now, a bit cloudy. Going up to a high of 87 and overcast and down to 70 degrees later tonight. In Jerusalem right now, it's 80 degrees going up to a high of 83 within the next few hours and then down to 63 degrees overnight. As I said, plenty of great music and uh, programming coming up in the next three hours. Thanks for joining us, everyone. We're going to start off with the old Weiss from the SINI album with Adon Olam right here on JM in the AM on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs>
ki me lo shamata Elo ke, elo ke, olam, olam, Hashem Alo yadata, ki me lo shamata Elo ke, elo ke, olam, Hashem Alo yadata, ki me lo shamata Elo ke, elo ke, olam, olam, Hashem Alo yadata, ki me lo shamata Elo ke, elo ke, olam,
Shut up. 
your praise My heart to feel the joy Let me have the gift for which I'm yearning Another night in Israel Desert flowers blooming in the spring The grapes upon the vine In the moonlight Let me fall in love In Israel Wherever you go
שבה שנתיים או שלוש והנה הפזמון חוזר שוב כותב על דמעות חרטה ותקוות בלבול של נער מתבגר אלוקים שתבין את הבן העובד זה ששווה לך מרחוק o'clock in the morning eastern time here on jm in the am and you are tuned to america's one and only jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener sponsored digital radio exclusively around the world on nachamsegel.com the nsn network and the nsn app Good morning, everyone. Uh, Matta Swinegast here with you, sitting in for Nachum Siegel. Thanks for joining us this morning. We wrapped up uh, the first hour of today's show with a uh, selection by uh, Itzik Aishel. We also heard in the last hour from Isaac Honig, David Gabe, Sam Glazer, Schlockrock, Avraham Fried, Yaakov Shweki, Nachi Krohn Band, 
Dove Hendler, Pesachia, and Yoel Weiss started our song segment following Regish by uh, following Modaani by Regish this morning here on uh, JM and the AM. Glad to be with you. Nachum is off today. Thanks to Mayor Weingarten. He took over yesterday. Nachum will be back, God willing, on Monday morning for JM and the AM. It's an Erev Shabbos, uh, candle lighting in the New York area is 813, Parshas Korach. In the next hour, we'll uh, get a lot more music, and we'll also hear from uh, Harry Rothenberg with uh, his blog on the Torah portion of the week. Uh, Coming up at um, 9.30 this morning, Table for Two with uh, Naomi Nachman, an encore presentation. She'll be joined by Melinda Strauss of Kitchen Tested and the mini-kosher chef T.J. Serber. Then at 10 o'clock, the Erev Shabbos Show Encore with Mark Zamek, sponsored by our friends at Kedem. And um, that will be, again, 10 o'clock in the morning, 1 o'clock this afternoon. Erev Shabbos Music Mix, also sponsored by our friends at Kedem. Tomorrow night, Saturday night, Siegel with host of Rummy. Featuring uh, Rabbi Eliezer Zwickler on the Torah portion of the week. And, of course, great Jewish music. And then Sunday morning, I'll be back 7 a.m. Eastern Time with JM Sunday. We are always providing programming to the listening audience. If uh, t- Today is the 26th of June, 4th of Tammuz. If you're studying Daf Yomi, it's uh, Daf Kuf Yud Beis and Shabbos 112. If you're not, it's a good time to start and still do Daf Kofiud Bays in Shabbos today. 67 degrees and a bit cloudy outside of our studios right now, going up to a high of 87 degrees, a bit overcast, but a low chance of rain. And uh, the same for overnight in terms of the rain, 15% chance of rain and a low of 70 degrees in Jerusalem. It's uh, 80 degrees right now, climbing up to 83 degrees shortly and then down to 63 degrees overnight. Uh, let's see what else there is. Yeah, Rabbi Yudin will be coming up in the third hour of the show at around uh, 8.15. Um, no conversation with Malcolm Holmline. That'll hopefully resume next Friday with uh, Nachum. If you would like and you're able to support the network, then uh, you can do so in two basic ways. One is going to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org and uh, contribute that way. Or you can send a check to FJB, 551 Grand Street, Suite 3, New York, New York, 13002. FJB, 551 Grand Street, Suite 3, New York, New York, 13002. We are going to go back to the music now, and uh, in about uh, 10 minutes, we'll present Harry Rothenberg's uh, words on the Parsha. And uh, who do we have up next? Uh, We have up Avishai Rosen. Here's Alfei Eladim on JM in the AM on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Shragi Gestetner with uh, Vinizke, before that Avi Shai Rosen with Alfei Ladim. Here now is uh, Harry Rothenberg with uh, words on the uh, Torah portion of the week, Parshas Korach. There's a minor character in this week's Torah portion, but he steals the one scene in which he appears. His name is On, the son of Peles. He's named as one of the co-conspirators of Korach at the beginning of the rebellion in the opening scene in the Parsha. But later, during the final confrontation between Korach and Moses, Moshe, On is nowhere to be found. The Talmud explains why. On's wife confronted him. She said, what are you doing? Right now, you're not the leader. Moshe is. And even if you win, Korach will be the leader. So what will you have gained? He said, honey, I love you. You're right. But I swore to Korach and his comrades that I would join the rebellion. How can I break my word? She said, darling, don't worry. I got this. So she plied him with wine, got him drunk, put him to bed in their tent, and then sat outside the tent in an immodest fashion. She knew that Korach and his cronies were rebels, but they were still leaders of the Jewish people. And they would never approach a married woman who was sitting outside her tent in an immodest fashion. She was right. They stayed away, and Own, while sleeping off his drunkenness, was saved the fate of Korach and company when they were swallowed up by the earth. The Talmud goes further and says that Own's name is linguistically related to the Hebrew word for mourning the death of a loved one, the word aninus. Why? Because Own spent the rest of his life in mourning, repenting over the fact that he had almost joined in the terrible sin of Korach's rebellion and mourning and regretting the fact that he himself did not have the strength of character or the force of will to resist. It was only due to his wife's intervention that he was saved. If only we could follow Owen's lead and mourn and regret the right things. The sages say that people regret the loss of their possessions, but not the loss of their time. Jackie Mason, the comedian, has a whole routine about how every Jew has a building that he could have bought for $100,000, and now it's worth $100 million. If you had gotten a stock tip years ago telling you to buy Microsoft or Apple at 10 bucks a share, and you didn't do that, you'd be beating yourself up forever. But what about all those minutes or days or weeks or months or years, or God forbid, a lifetime that we fritter away chasing senseless or useless or trivial or sometimes nonsensical pursuits. We don't regret that, and that's backwards. The loss of money, at the end of the day, it would have been nice, but big deal. You can't stick that in your coffin. You can't take it with you to the next world. But those lost minutes, hours, days, years, you could have engaged in spiritual endeavors or worthwhile activities of kindness that you could have brought with you to the next world. I heard a story recently about one of the great sages who invited a relative to join him at a siyam, a festive meal in honor of the completion by the sage of the entire Talmud. The relative said, what's special about this time? You've completed the Talmud many times. Why are you inviting me to this particular one? And the sage said, let me explain. This particular time, I'm celebrating the fact that I completed the study of the Talmud, the entire Talmud, during the few minutes here and there that I was waiting for a car, for a bus, for a train, for a plane, for a doctor. So I turned all of those minutes that would have otherwise been wasted into something important, something powerful. So this seem to me is very special.
every minute to us represents an opportunity, a decision. Are we going to use it in the right way, make it count, improve ourselves and grab things that will last with us for eternity? Or are we going to fritter it away? The darkest time of night Do we see the first glistening ray of light The twilight at the end of days All bad, all we've had will dissipate Night and day will come together See a new dawn And all the world will know Oh
find a solution It's up to us, bringing happiness and freedom
by uh, Diaspora Yeshiva Band, always a favorite. Before that, we heard from uh, Yachad with Huyigal, Dawn of Mashiach, and we also heard uh, Veniska and Alfa Yeladim. We heard that from uh, Shiragik Stetner and Avishai Rosen. Harry Rothenberg presented the uh, presented words on the Parsha, Parsha's Korach, and we thank him for that. You can, and we thank him for his support, and you can reach him at InjuryLawyer.com, InjuryLawyer.com. Next week, at around 7.15, there'll be another segment uh, from Harry Rothenberg on the Parsha of next week. (laughs) So thank you so much for that. uh, 7.32 a.m. Eastern Time in the morning. Everybody getting ready for Shabbos around the world, whatever time it is by you. Candlelighting in the New York area is 8.13, Parsha's Korach, as I uh, mentioned. Things are somewhat getting back to a little bit of normalcy, a partial normalcy of people going to shul, either outside or inside, but we have to be very careful and very vigilant because uh, many states that have begun to open up in many different ways have seen a resurgence, and many countries around the world have seen a resurgence, including in Israel, of um, COVID. So... We have to listen to our experts, both uh, medically and religiously, and uh, make sure to take whatever precautions you need to take, because uh, it's still out there, and it will be, and it will pick up again. So we have to be very careful. Don't think that it won't come back, and don't think that you still can't get it, even if you didn't get it yet, so... Be careful with that. Uh, More music coming up uh, for the next half hour, and then uh, during the third hour of the show, we will present Rabbi Yudin with the Torah portion of the week, and more music. So uh, I'm Matis Weingast, sitting in for Nachum Siegel. We're here till 9 o'clock in the morning, Eastern Time today. Uh, Coming up at 9.30, Table for Two Encore with uh, Naomi Nachman, and then an encore of the Arab Shabbos show with um, Mark Zamek. And uh, the Erev Shabbos music mix uh, at 1 o'clock today. Uh, The Erev Shabbos show and the Erev Shabbos music are 
sponsored by Kedem. We thank them so much for their support and their help. You can help the network by going to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and uh, supporting the network that way. Or you can also send a check to FJB 551 Grand Street, Suite 3, New York, New York, 1002 FJB 551 Grand Street, New York, Suite 3, New York, New York, 1002. The network has always been there for everyone. Even during the COVID times, it's been there every single day. And... uh, you can help support the network during this time by going to fjbunity.org. Baruch Levine up next here on JM in the AM, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Michal Przanski with Yerushalayim here on JM in the AM. Before that, the Yaakov Feldstein, Shlomo Katz, Shlomo Karlbach, and uh, Baruch Levine. It is uh, 8 o'clock in the morning, Eastern Time, and whatever time it is where you are, everybody getting ready for Shabbos. And we are glad to be here. On JM and the AM for another hour. Matis Weingast sitting in for Nachum Siegel. Nachum will be back, God willing, Monday morning, bright and early. In the meantime, as I said, we're here for another hour. Rabbi Yudin will be uh, joining us in about 15 minutes for the Torah portion of the week. My, I want to say good morning to listener Yitzchak on the app. Thanks for saying hi, and glad you joined us and are listening. Candle lighting in the New York area is 8.13 this afternoon. Or this evening, actually. Uh, Parshas Korach. And uh, it is the 4th of Thomas, June 26th. Weekend filled with uh, filled with davening, people getting back to shul safely, uh, although in limited fashion, in one way or the other. So remember to stay safe, because this is still going on. It's not left us yet. Coming up at 9.30 this morning, uh, Table for Two Encore with host Naomi Nachman. She'll be joined by Belinda Strauss of A Kitchen Tested and the mini-kosher chef, TJ Serber. Then at 10 o'clock, Mark Zamek hosts the Erev Shabbos show, and it's an encore from yesterday. And uh, that is sponsored by our friends at Kedem. And at 1 o'clock p.m., the Erev Shabbos music mix, also sponsored by our friends at Kedem. Thank you so much. Tomorrow night, nine. Uh, tomorrow night after Shabbos, I'm <laughs> looking at the time here. Uh, Saturday night, Siegel with host Avrami, uh, featuring great uh, Jewish music and uh, Rabbi Eliezer Zwickler on the Torah portion of the week. Then at 10 p.m., a, a JM and the AM encore of today's show, and then Sunday morning, 7 a.m. I'll. Uh, be back with JM Sunday for another live program. So you have great programming all day long and all week long. If you want to support the network, you can do so in two easy ways. You can go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, or you can send a check to FJB, 551 Grand Street, Suite 3, New York, New York, 10002. Again, that is a 551 Grand Street, Suite 3, New York, New York, 10002. Let's see. We're going to get back to the music. Yep, that's what we're going to do. And Rabbi Yudin will be joining us, as I said, in about uh, 10 or 12 minutes, give or take. Here is um, David Dadashti starting us off with Barrio Chai. On JM in the AM.
the pyramids of Egypt And Pharaoh's army stood in front of me But I saw Moses walking Through the path in the water And Moses said, son Won't you come along with me? duo up to Jerusalem before that shall shell us with Baruch Haba and Bar Yochai from David Dardashti. 8.16 in the morning Eastern Time here on JM and the A. Matas Wine guest in for Nachum Siegel. We're here for another 44 minutes or so. And uh, at this time each and every Friday morning we present to you Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, Rabbi Emeritus of Congregation Shomer Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey to present to you the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Korach. Parshas Korach, once again, is one of the more challenging parshios that we read every year. According to the Chinuch, it contains nine mitzvos five positive and four restrictions. I say it's difficult because, oh my goodness, the rabbis point out that Korach, who was a wealthy man, a very smart man, what could motivate him to do something so foolish to rebel against Moshe? And the rabbis tell us that interestingly, there's a little bit of Korach in each and every one of us, namely, that too often, Korach's mistake was instead of looking at what he had and he was among those special elite members of the family of Korach that carried the Oron and the rabbis tell us that among the many miracles that existed at the time of the Mishkan and Mikdash was that the Levian that, quote, carried the Oron, the Oron, in actuality, carried them. 
So he had everything going for him, Korach, except one problem. He looked over his shoulders and he said, uh-oh, my cousin Moshe has more. My cousin Aaron has more. And because he was not satisfied with what he had, unfortunately, not only does he not get what he wanted, but he even lost what he had. A very powerful, important reminder for all of us that to appreciate the 10th commandment of Losach mode, you're not to covet what the next one has. How can the Torah ask that of us? But if you believe in number one, that Hashem is the one who took us out of Egypt, not simply a historical fact, but that He plays a role in each and every one of our personal lives. So what we need, that is what He gives us. And what we don't need, that is what He does not give us. Because that too is in our best interest. I'd like to point out a very important concept that is derived from Pashas Korach, and that is Bikur Cholim, the mitzvah of visiting the sick. And unfortunately, over these last few months, with the pandemic that we are experiencing, not only have we been shut out of our Bote Knesios, and only now, slowly, gradually returning, we have missed out on so many mitzvos, hachnosas orchim, but we've missed out to a great extent on bikrocholim. Hospitals don't allow visitors, period. And therefore, I'd like to show that something which is so basic and fundamental as bikrocholim, the mitzvah of visiting the sick, is something which is found in our Torah no less than at least four times, if not more. The words Bikur Cholin themselves are not found in the Torah. Yet, if I were to ask anybody, where do you know Bikur Cholin from the Torah? Rightly so, you're going to directly to the first Pasuk in Parshas Vayera. Right after Avram's circumcision, in chapter 17, the beginning of chapter 18, Vayera Elav Hashem. And Rashi begins his interpretation of that Pasuk by adding three words, Levakeres Achola, to heal the sick. And he gets this from the Gemara in Sota, Yudalid, whereby the Gemara there teaches that there is a biblical mitzvah to emulate Hashem. You are to walk in His ways. Ask the Gemara, how can you? After all, He is Eish Ochla, and there is no way for man to emulate God, but rather what it means is to emulate His Midos, His character. And just as He is, in this case here, as Hashem visits the sick, so too are we. And in addition, the Talmud learns out from this a very important point. 
When it comes to the mitzvah of of returning a lost object, so there the Gemara in Bav Mitzvah writes very clearly that there are certain times when an individual will be exempt from fulfilling the mitzvah, including a zakein ve'enol kvodo, a scholar or an elderly person who it is not in keeping within their dignity. I always give the example that the late Rav Moshe Feinstein walking down the street and he sees a bat ball and glove with the names on it, uh, Yaakov Goldstein. Okay, so he knows it belongs to a nice Jewish boy. Is he obligated to pick up the bat ball and glove and bring it to the yeshiva and put up a sign and say that if anybody knows who might have lost the bat ball and glove? The letter of the law, the answer is definitively not. If he wants to, and he wishes to do it, that's a machlokes between the Rambam and the Rush, as if he's even allowed to. Is it his kavod, or it's the kavod Torah? But instinctively, why might he be exempt? Because if he would not normally carry a bad ball and glove of his own in the street, he doesn't have to do it for somebody else. We don't say that regarding Bikrucholim. We don't say, well, I'm on this particular station and that person there is above me, who am I to go to him? That person there is below me, who am I to go to him? No. Even a Gadol goes to the Katan and we learn from the fact that a Kodesh Baruch Hu goes to Avram Avinu. And then we go further in the Torah where Yisro advises his son-in-law Moshe how to spend his day more, quote, productively, and he should appoint judges. And prior to Ator Techazer, the Torah tells us that Yisro tells his son-in-law that he's to teach the people the laws and Hamaaseh Asher Yaasun Derech Yelchuba and the Gemara of Metziah. Tavlamid learns from here, Yelchu, this is the mitzvah of Bikr Cholim. You're not only to teach the people that they are to learn a livelihood, Parnasa, but also that they are to do mitzvos, bury the dead, and go to the sick. A second time that it's strongly found in the Torah as taught to us by the oral law. The third time, whereby the Rambam in chapter 14 of Hilchos Evel tells us that the mitzvos which we call of Gemilus Hasadim, of Bikr Cholim, Nichom Avelim, Kala, these mitzvos, writes the Rambam, are not independent biblical mitzvos, they are subsumed under the biblical category of to literally do for the next one as you would want done to you. And therefore, the Rambam includes under the mitzvah of Bikur Cholim. And you should know that this concept of Bikur Cholim is found an additional time in this week's parsha of Korach, where the Torah tells us in chapter 16, Pasuk 28, 29, and 30, Moshe 
literally goes out on a limb and says, I will show everybody that it's not as Korach accused me of my taking leadership and giving to Aaron on my own, but rather this is all from Hashem. And he says the following in Pasuk 29, If these men, Korach, Dasan, and Aviram, die like all other men, a natural death, and the destiny of all men is visited upon them. What does that mean? Says the Resh Lakish in Nidarim 39b, this is that like other people, they get sick, they're on their bed in their homes, and people come to visit them. If this is what will happen to Korach, Dosan Raviram, that they will be sick and people will come to visit them, then Lo Hashem Shlochani. Then you should know that I am the imposter. Then you should know that Hashem did not send me. But however, Imbriah, and the rest as we know is history, the earth swallows them up, etc. Amazing that not only does Moshe say, in Kamos Kol Adam. But what is the nature of Kamos Kol Adam that most people die? Of Kudas Kol Adam That the Torah now gives us nothing less than a fourth reference to Bikur Cholim. That before people die, people come to visit. Perhaps because Bikur Cholim is not one of your easier mitzvos, that the Torah has to literally adjure us again and again. That's right. And again and again, that this is a very important mitzvah. I can only tell you that the Gra writes that the greatest act of Gemilas Chasadim is to give a person chashivos, to give a person kavarabrios, that the person feels important. Loalenu, a person who is sick, a person who is literally out of quote commission. How do they feel? They feel worthless. They feel like they are not contributing. And therefore, of what good, of what value am I? When a person comes to visit them, just your being there, it's a mitzvah shebuguf, just your going there, says to that person, you are important. And very often it's not just down the block. However, oftentimes it meant you have to travel there, whether you're taking public transportation, whether it's the parking and whether it's the going. You're making that trip there is telling to that person, wow, we miss, miss you. We need you. You are important. That's why it's such a very important mitzvah shebuguf. Now, Reb Moshe writes in his tshuva Yoridea, that ideally the mitzvah is obviously to go there, to be there in person. If you cannot, so especially in these days of unfortunate, when we're not permitted to go and be a visitor in the hospital, then the next best thing is to call. But it is so important to so do. The Gemara in Nidorim, Daf Mem, tells us that one of Rabbi Akiva's students was sick. And unfortunately... He did not have visitors. Rabbi Kiva came, and the Gemara says, what did he do? He literally, whether he swept the room himself, or he got others to do it, but the idea is that he is the one that brought a greater sense of cleanliness. Bikur Cholim 
Mivakir means to investigate. You go and you look around and you notice and you say, what does this chola need? And whatever they need, that's what you're going to try to do. What can I get you? That's correct. And you'd be surprised that very often you'll be told what you can get him. But I'm going to tell you something else as well. That one should not overstay their visit. Just your being there gets the message across. But don't overstay. You don't know. Perhaps the person wants to go to sleep. Perhaps the person needs to be alone. So it's very important that you have to weigh and balance that in that uh, visitation. Don't overstay your visit. Alpidin, if you really want to know, the Gemara says very powerfully to show this very next important point. When you visit, an integral part of the visit is to be mispaleo for the chole. Pray for the person. The Gemara therefore says in the Dorm Daf Mem that you shouldn't go to visit in the first three hours of the day and you shouldn't go to visit in the last three hours of the day. In the first three hours of the day, the person's going to look good. Hey, he doesn't need my prayers. In the last three hours of the day, God forbid, the person's going to look really bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's a goner. I'm not going to pray for him. I don't mean to make a joke of this. The Talmud, as much as says that, go now. Obviously, today, it depends on so many different factors, visiting hours, etc. But the idea is your visit as the Shulchan Aruch says, as the Ramban said it earlier, you're praying for the person is an integral part of the mitzvah of Bikr Cholim. Not just you're praying for the Chola in your Shemona Esrei. And I strongly recommend that before you begin the Shemona Esrei, you should make sure you know you have a list. Who am I being praying for to make your Shemona Esrei that much more meaningful? That it's not a just a general thing. It's a very specific kind of a prayer. And the concept which Parshas Korach is teaching us with this message of in Kamos Koladam, of Kudas Hashem, of Kudas Koladam, that which is that which is the right of all men. Unfortunately, this too has been affected by our pandemic. We pray that there will not be cholim, but as long as there are, may we rise to the occasion and fulfill this very important mitzvah, behidura, so not only are we going to help them, but the Talmud tells us that by going, you're not only helping the sick person, you know what I'm going to say, you're helping yourself as well. Shabbat Shalom to all. Thank you very much, Rabbi Yudin. Uh, candlelighting in the New York area tonight, 813 Parshas Korach, and uh, we thank everybody for joining us. Uh, Nachum Siegel will be back on Monday morning. We're here for another 27 minutes or so. Malcolm Holmline is expected back next week also on Friday with Nachum. And great programming all day long here and uh, all through uh, Shabbos night and Motzi Shabbos and Sunday. Uh, so we are here for you. Here's Rabbi Michael Nadata. With Anna from the Anna Hashem album, Lecha, 
is the name of the selection right here on JM in the AM on the Nachum Siegel Network. Hashem Hagdullah 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 Hagdullah
special blessing on a cup that's filled with wine. Man and his creator, it's a very special sign. Your candles will be burning, they'll fill your home with light. Singing songs of Shabbos. listening in this morning. Pleasure to be here. Have a great Shabbos and a great week ahead. I'll see you Sunday morning on JM Sunday and Nachum will be back on Monday morning bright and early at 6 a.m. to join you here on JM in the a.m.